came back on. It's season four now. You've never seen it? I've never even heard of this show before. Ah, episodes is great. It's on HBO. Episodes. Episodes. Okay, what, what is it? Well, Matt LeBlanc plays, it's, it's you know, I don't want to give too much away, but Matt LeBlanc basically plays himself. Matt LeBlanc of Friends. Yeah, he plays a hyper, you know, heightened version of himself, which okay. I think is a fun a lot of times for people to do, because it's not exactly him, but it's probably not exactly not him either. Oh, it's probably I mean. based on, it's, it's sort of like when uh, Seth Green was on Entourage, and he's playing like a total jerk because apparently in real life he's not the easiest guy to get along with right yeah and and you know what that's funny you said entourage because it's like it's kind of similar to entourage i mean entourage kind of i felt like entourage even though i liked it and i watched all of it it kind of made, i did as well yeah it made the the people that are like kind of hipster scenesters in hollywood trying to make made them it kind of glorified them i guess i kind of considered entourage a little bit like the movie swingers yeah. It's like a, a newer version of it based on what's happening today as opposed to the 90s. I guess I thought the know? characters in Swingers were a little more likable than, than oh, Entourage. Well, I liked, I liked everybody. Come on. No, I liked them, but like I was like, oh, you're a douche at the same time. You know what I mean? Johnny, Johnny Drama. Johnny Drama was fantastic. You love, him, love but he's him, also, but he's also like, oh, I'm not going to the valley. Yeah. He's also <laughs> a problem creator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but this is, it's more of a wacky comedy. and Wacky, yeah, boing, basically, boing. Yeah, these, this couple comes from England to bring their hit show because they're like, oh, bring your hit show from England. That we'll does, make it sir, a hit over I'm here, already, too. I'm already not believing it. That doesn't happen in yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, they just turn the they turn it into a total circus, not great show. A total, that's we'll, that's we'll the premise of the show. A poop show. And they, you know, they replace the actor that played, uh, I don't remember his name, is uh, Harry Potter's uncle. Yeah. Uh, they replace him the with, little fat guy. with Matt LeBlanc. And I think that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but it's Matt LeBlanc as Matt LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. And you said it's on season four right now? It's on season four, I believe, yeah. All right, I'll get caught up, and I'll uh, okay. uh, I'll at least try to watch as much of it as I can. Oh, yeah, you should. I don't think it's very many episodes per season the either. The comedies usually only go like eight, ten episodes. Yeah, I think it's maybe like, like eight episodes. Silicon Valley and Veep and mm-hmm. stuff. So, And I like both of yeah. those shows. So, And those, it's weird, though. I really like the show, and it, but it's got like the worst opening credits. I mean, it's like intentionally really cheesy credits. Oh, really? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and it's like pages of a script turning and pages flying everywhere. I don't know. It's I love that. In the, if in the I had pages, a show, that's what I would want. And the pages flying through the Paramount lot or some kind of. So it's basically a less ironic reading rainbow open. Kind of. And it's, you know, it's just a big, big commentary on how ridiculous Hollywood and the whole getting shows made is. What? Yeah. So I hear. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> But yeah, watch it, man. Uh, Matt LeBlanc. Uh, it's really funny on that show. And everybody really uh, is great on the show. I'll be honest. I After Friends, I sort of just assumed Matt LeBlanc, after of movies that didn't go anywhere, I sort of figured he was just like, ah, I'm just going to do you know uh, walk-in parts on Law & Order and stuff now. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to have fun with my career. Who cares? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's got to be the best thing as an actor, right? If I ever reached the level where I would get to be on a show where I played myself... It would be awesome. That means you've reached a certain level. That's right. Or, yeah. or if you got to be on a show playing me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd get on a show playing you. Right. And it would be super meta. <laughs> It'd just be you shouting the whole time right. and me just like poking you with a stick. That's right. That would be That's the <laughs> Hey, everybody. <laughs> Can you believe you've lasted another episode? Well, the episode's not over yet. Maybe I should say no. that differently. With so much entertainment in the first three minutes that I feel like we gave them a whole episode already. I feel like we just. Good night, everybody. Tight 40. You're going to have to drag. No. It's Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And oh, my goodness. It's a cornucopia of sports and Mm -hmm. pop culture going on all over the place, you know, because that's what we talk about here on the show. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. You've been here for a few episodes, I'd hope, by now. Imagine if I'd started talking about sports and you were just like, yeah, so I saw this great, like, uh, waffle iron I'd like to pitch. Yeah. Be like, no, that's not what we do on this show. That's right. Trying to do something totally different. Yep. That wouldn't work at all. Nope. I'm just going to respond to everything you say now. (laughs) Nope. Yep. Yes. Just, Mm -hmm. Just like this bit. Yep. In any case... We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We got we college football's final final game, mm, mm, the mm. Oregon Ducks. So many people wrong on this game. Am I right? The Ohio State University Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Ugh, 
can't even say it without feeling a rotten taste in my mouth. Big Ten school. Also, you got to say it as Oregon because people from uh, that state hate it when you do that. It's Oregon. Oh, you must pronounce it Oregon. Well, I think after the game, spoiler alert, they were Oregon. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is correct. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you didn't watch it, but if you're listening to this, how you missed it, it's beyond yeah. me. Then you're not a sports fan. <laughs> what are you doing listening to this podcast? <laughs> I mean, you must be waiting for the Walking we, Dead segment. We, we still want you to listen. Don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't think you have to turn it off. But, um, but yeah, so Oregon absolutely handed it to themselves by playing terribly. Ohio uh, with the victory. Uh, we'll be talking about that. We've also got, even though I've personally boycotted the games, mm-hmm. the NFL playoffs, I am aware of what happened in these games. we got a few topics to talk about. You know, is Peyton Manning done? Is it time for him to pack it in? Uh, was it a Des Bryant a catch? Is it, is it, dare I say, sweet, 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 sweet justice? justice. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll see. I think it depends where you sit. And um, we got even more to talk about. So um, we could do some more bumboing or we could get right to it. What do you think? No more bumboing. You sure? How about a little bumboing? We'll do a little bumboing. Okay. Okay. So we'll get right to the topics after three seconds of Culture Club. And just like that, the college football season is kaput. Over. It's over. Like in his prime Hulk Hogan. It's so over that it's over. It's OVA. Mm-hmm. It's like a one-off movie from an anime. That's right. If you get that reference, I don't know why you're listening to this show. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but I assume that... go with it. Your Ohio State, the Ohio State University, has defeated Oregon, mm-hmm. as we've said earlier in the show... And I'm frequently horrified by it. Well, I don't like to brag, Ray. Well, that's not true. I love to brag. Since when? I was I about love to, to say. Brag. I, I guess I should rephrase that. I don't mean to brag, but one of us did predict before the fi- when the Final Four came up, one of us did predict that Ohio State would be the last team standing. Well, assuredly. And that's only because the Oregon Ducks were out of breath. They all just <laughs> flopped over. Ugh. Here's the deal. I don't like Ohio State at all. I don't know you if do you not. Know, I don't know if you know that about me, Brent. Yeah. I consider them But you also you evil. did not you also did not think they would win. Right? I did I not. Mean, yeah. I absolutely thought they would lose to Alabama. I absolutely thought they would lose to Auburn. I at least or Auburn. I did it again. Just like wow. last week. What's wrong with me? I'm you just, need to go to like excited. some kind of sleep hypnotist and find out why you're confusing Alabama and Auburn. There's some kind of thing in your childhood that happened. It's something. Something happened with the color Auburn, or yeah. I got burned yeah. by some gold, which is AU yeah. in the periodic tale. Anyway, I, I did think at least they were going to beat Wisconsin, but Alabama and Oregon, I did not think they would beat either of those teams. Most people still thought they were going to lose to Wisconsin because Melvin Gordon was so hot because he had run 800 yards on Nebraska in one game, not thinking about how bad Nebraska's defense was. Yeah. I mean, well, Melvin Gordon's also super, super good. He is good. But also, people that was Cardale Jones' first game, and nobody. the reason why people, some people thought Wisconsin was going to win that game is because they were starting a third-string, you know, first-game dude. Here's the deal. If you're going to be named Cardale, you better be good. Better be. You know what I mean? <laughs> For real. People are going to make fun of you. If you're good, then they're like, man, that's a cool name. If you suck, they're like, Cardale. Nice name, Cardale. Cardale, like a Yugo? Right. <laughs> Cardale. Here's my big question, though, coming into it. like during, I thought this during the Alabama game. How does Cardale Jones have so many weed stickers on his helmet? He's got one and a half sides of helmet. He'd only played one game. I don't know how you exactly you get them. Do you get them for I don't know. Well, you know, maybe for each each misdemeanor you get one and every felony oh, you wow. get five. Is that, you know is that how it works? We should I'm gonna look it up right now. How do you get a buckeye on your helmet? Because I don't even know because there has to be a reason he had half a helmet. They just because they knew they were gonna ride to the uh, NCAA playoffs with him, and so they just wanted him to look impressive. If he's just on the field with like two stickers, I guess that's not cool. But since when are stickers for grown men cool? <laughs> I've wondered this forever. Um you know what, though? At my high school, we were the Indians, you know, which I know is not... Uh, oh, you mean like the people um, from India? No, like American Indians. Anytime you got like... Like Kumail Nanjiani. I guess anytime oh, you, from Pakistan. you scored like That's a touchdown bad. or you got like different things. Like just like the Buckeyes, you would get a you would get a, a tomahawk on your helmet. Like a guy would take a tomahawk and like no, you hit get, you in the head with no, it? tomahawk sticker. There's concussions helmet. are a problem in football, Brent. And they look pretty cool. I know it's like, you know... Well, Florida State does that. Do they? Mm-hmm. 
If they they at least used to, I, I think they still do. And Michigan actually used to do stickers too, but then we realized it was really stupid, and we yeah. stopped back what was in the like Michigan the sticker? 80s what was or 90s. that thing? Oh, it was just like I think it was like a little like a football or a little like Wolverine, like the actual animal of the Wolverine. Yeah, it was like I a blue it was and like, yellow something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's what we, I was like. Didn't you guys used to have? We those? used to, but we realized a long time ago that like, hey, this makes us just like Ohio State. I, We'd best stop doing that. I think it's kind of cool. When you when you've got helmets as cool as Michigan's though. You don't cover that in stickers. That's true, but I did think that Michigan's the stickers on Michigan's helmets look pretty cool. I think they look cooler than the Buckeyes on the helmets, actually. I would disagree, but, um, but that's just me. Um, but in any case, what makes me really kind of upset about Ohio State winning is they 100% deserved to win. They deserved that game. They were better they they made a lot of mistakes and overcame all of them. Their defense was was freaking manning up. They were getting seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven rushing yards every time they'd hand off the ball to Ezekiel guy. You're right. It was like a, a it's like a Wolverine, a blue. Wolverine oh, there you go. You get the picture head. up. Yeah, I forgot that you guys used to have those until you it's reminded cool. me of it. I, cool. I think it does look better without the helmets. But I think maybe on Ohio State's thing, it looks a little better. Ohio State has a nothing helmet. They have a gray helmet that they have to cover with something. Does Michigan State still do this? Because there's a thing with... Uh... I think those are leeches. I don't even think... <laughs> what are those? It's like a bird or something. Yeah, they don't do that anymore either. I think it was a thing like kind of a, from a bygone age. Nebraska, when they were the bug eaters, used to put... It would be like a ant stickers on their helmets. Oh, I thought they'd just take real bugs and just... <laughs> Splatter no. them on their helmets. No, it was pretty cool. Answer. Pull them down and eat them. I made that. That's not true. But Ohio State, you got to give cool. them credit. They absolutely deserved to win. Unlike 2001, where I thought that victory over Miami, based on the game being over and then a flag coming out 45 seconds later to it was a dubious prolong call. the game. It was controversial. The fact that they uh, injured Willis McGahee, like basically made his even his pro career not what it could have been by just destroying his knee the way that they did. Uh, you know, that with the phantom call, I could at least argue 2001, especially with all those like Maurice Claret and all them on the team. That, that 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 team that that was a fraudulent championship. You could make a lot of arguments. It should have been stricken from the books, uh, sort of like the Fab Five era at Michigan or Reggie Bush's Heisman. Uh, but this one here, barring some shenanigans after the fact that we find out about, like some Terrell Pryor, you know, tattoos and weed for memorabilia stuff. This is a very impressive victory, and that maybe makes me more mad. Hmm. <laughs> I'd much rather have a reason to point at it and be like frauds. Well, you can't point at them and do that. They earned it. They earned it like crazy, and you have to give them respect. And it makes me sick. What do you think about those teams? Because I I got into this discussion on on Facebook last night. The people were like, "Well, where do you rank TCU now?" Well, you rank Baylor low because they blew a three score lead to Michigan State with like what seven minutes to go. So I thought Baylor was the team that should have gotten in over Ohio State, for all I know. Uh, and maybe based on what happened in the regular season, you should and could make that argument that Baylor did deserve that spot. And I disagree. And here's why. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Baylor's or TCU's schedule. That's who most people say would have gotten in. TCU. Their schedule was awful, dude. There's you look at their schedule and it looks like if you just look at it, it looks like they oh, they played a bunch of good teams. They played Oklahoma when and it's a bad until you realize Oklahoma. Oklahoma's yeah. eight and five. Yeah. Uh Oklahoma State, until you realize they were seven and six. West Virginia, seven and six. You know, ten years ago that was a really good schedule. <laughs> yeah, and there was one other team they played that that looked like a good team, but they were also like nine and four. Well, and the only team that they played that had less than four losses that they beat, they lost to. Yeah. And Sorry, hit me back when you guys actually have a championship game in your conference. You get, at this point, you just, it's, it's insane. It's suicide not Sorry, to. you either have to go undefeated or you have to have a championship game and, and show me there. And the reason why some people like me put Baylor in above TCU is because they beat TCU. Sure. So you would just be like, well, you got to give them the nod. You can't, no, and I don't disagree know. with that, but also that, you know, talk about dubious calls, man. There was a call at the end of that Baylor game where they got like a massive pass interference penalty and they won by three points at home. You know what I mean? Yep. So if they. Probably if they play at TCU, we're just conjecturing. You know, you know what uh, you know what Matt Stafford uh, would refer to that as sweet, sweet justice. I don't know home cooking, home cooking. Oh, home really? cooking. So asking the questions now. I mean, that have to be asked. Cardale Jones isn't he like isn't he like Chris Winkie? Is he like thirty two years old? Is he is he going pro after his two and a half games as Ohio State starter? I don't think so. But then I don't know. You know, I mean, he's twenty two years old already. I heard he was 96 years old. Is that true? He's a 96-year-old, like, first-time player? Yeah, I don't know how exactly that happened, but... He's got all the makeup of uh, Marcus Russell if Jamarcus Russell was good. I think, assuredly, if he came out, he would get drafted. Oh, assuredly. I don't think in the first round, but I've been surprised before. According to NFL projections, he projects at a fourth or fifth round pick. I think that 
that's kind of silly, especially when, if he goes to the combine and blows it up. That guy, I think, would somebody would overdraft him. Somebody would take that guy in the second or third round. You know, a team like a, a Kansas City or a Denver, or you know, a place where maybe they have another year or two with their established quarterback, and you could bring him along and like get him ready to go, like with what, what uh, Green Bay did with Aaron Rodgers. I absolutely think he could thrive under such a, a system like that because dude has all the tools, and he seems just based on uh, what we've seen, he seems mentally strong. I mean, he hasn't made any dumb mistakes. He, he's been able to keep his poop together, you know? He handles himself well at press conferences. So I see no reason why it would be too big for him. Um, I, if I'm him, I go pro. Because there's not even a guarantee if he comes back to Ohio State next year that he's even going to be the quarterback oh, of his own team. He is definitely the JT Barrett is there. Yeah. Braxton Miller is there right now. Braxton Miller's probably going to. I mean, everyone's been saying he's going to you know, either go pro or he's going to transfer. I Probably transfer, I would guess. He needs another but year to impress Cardale, scouts, yeah. But Cardale, man, that guy is 6'5", 250. Yeah, he's got that Dante Culpepper, Jamarcus Russell kind of build. Yeah, that's it's a big dude, big arm, but he can run a little bit. I mean, all the tools are there. It's it's a question of mental makeup. That's, that's ridiculous, it. Ridiculous, dude. Does he work hard like Dante Culpepper did, yeah. or does he do purple drank like Jamarcus Russell did? Oh my gosh, I'm just uh, saying. Well, I think you know, just from the way you hear him talk, he doesn't sound like Dante Culpepper. He sounds much more down to earth. That's what I think. It's fair enough. Fair enough for Vince Young, but Vince Young, I don't think ever really did anything wrong. I just you know. Okay, you ready? I looked up the criteria ah, okay, here we for go. getting a Buckeye on your helmet. Is there an actual like chart? There is. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Every team member receives Petty a... robbery, one. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, every team member receives a Buckeye leaf after a victory. So so there you go. There's like 12... He's on the team, 12 victories, right? Oh, so even if you didn't play, you get a Buckeye. Every team member, yeah. Okay. Uh, that explains how he could be there for three years and have, you know... Every team member wins uh, an additional Buckeye Leaf for a Big Ten win. So, okay, that's uh, two. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get another for winning winning the turnover margin. Okay. Winning the turnover margin. If you go plus minus in I the thought game. that was like an individual thing. It seems like it's a lot of... Uh, Why don't they all just have the same Okay, uh, let's see. Each individual meets film grade. 80, okay, so if you get like an, a high grade on your film study later... Okay. On how you did in the game, like 80, 90%, then you get another one. So if you had a good game and it shows up on film, you and, get a Buckeye. And then also a big play in a football game as designated by Jim Tressel, I guess. Okay, uh, like a touchdown, an yeah. interception. Uh, offensive unit scores 24 points, no turnovers, plays of 12, 10 plays of 12-plus yards. So these are all for the offensive guys. And then there's different ones for the defensive guys, like five three and outs, hold opponents to 13 points or less. So it's okay. So but you don't get anything things. for, like, beer bongs or shotgunning or keg stands. I'm surprised it's not on the list there somewhere. I think that's just in the catch-all, like, uh, naughty points. Oh, you know what? That probably just shows up on or doesn't show up on film. Naughty points. <laughs> if you do those things and don't show up on film, you get a Buckeye. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that, well, so, so Mystery uh, solved. So there you go. It's a lot more team... Uh, you know, but it does or, explain how Cardale Jones over his two games could have a helmet full of Buckeye stickers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. he's been on the team for a couple of years. And there you go. Do they start over every year though? That's interesting. No, they keep it. Oh, so you keep it. So then he's been on the team for a couple of years. So that's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah we do it. So here's my question. Uh, so we've talked about Ohio State a little bit. I've had to give my re- reluctant props. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota is he the second coming of Geno Smith? Like I think he is. He's going to come to some terrible team who takes him early, and he's not going to have the tools to be a successful pro because he looked dreadful outside of the first drive of that game. He did not look accurate last night. He didn't. I mean, he didn't look. He looked kind of fast. What did you not think, NFL fast? What did you think was the most troubling thing about his performance last night? Because I had something clearly in mind that I thought was. I'll tell you right now: overthrows. 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 Uh, he would he would get a little bit of pressure. He'd have a, t- a window to throw the ball into. Like, if there was nobody in the way, he would just poof, 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 every single time and just go ahead and just nail yeah. it. But every time he had to throw over a defender, anything that required any touch whatsoever, or if he was on the run, he was sailing the ball over people's heads uh, mm-hmm. constantly. That, constantly. That's and that, defi- that was, that's what Geno Smith did for the Jets this entire year. Yeah, that was definitely on my list of things. The thing that I found most concerning was, like, the first time I think it was the first time he took a big hit. He looked like he didn't want to get up. He did. That's true. You know, and you you know what? When you go to one of those top five NFL teams, yeah, you're going to take a fair you're number of take big a lot hits. Of hits. Yeah. You're going to take. You know, you might end up like David Carr for the Texans. I mean, he looked like Yikes. he was maybe not tough enough to play in the NFL. I mean, I'm not talking about him mentally. I'm talking about him like body wise. And he had to come out of the game after that one hit. Yeah, the, I the, thought 
when they landed on him like that, I thought, oh, that's done. a broken collarbone. Yeah, he's done. Like, I thought it was. Now, to his credit, he did come back, but he also didn't do much after Crazy that. Crazy thing, if and Sue tackles a guy like that and drives him into the ground, it's probably a 15-yard penalty, and he's ejected from the league for good. Well... Ohio State guy does it. Clean play. Keep going. To be fair, I thought it was... It, it was a 50-50 play. They could have called him for, like, driving him into the ground. I will say right now, no call was the right call. You think? Really? He, even though it's it's for, in favor of Ohio State, I felt like that was just a good, clean football play. I thought so, too. But I thought... I, and I hate to say this, Brent. Yeah. None of this is making me happy. I'm saying, like, 40% <laughs> of the time that probably gets called a uh, penalty. And 60% it doesn't. Maybe. You know what? It just depends on who's doing it and who's taking it. Yeah, which uh, which crew is on there? If, yeah. if Like I say, if it's Indomitian Sue tackling Aaron Rodgers, that's an ejection. <laughs> <laughs> and a and a suspension for a playoff well, game. I guess, but you know, you got Jeez. somebody tackling the Heisman Trophy winner. So, so if you're an NFL team right now, let me just ask: Do you have any now second thoughts about Marcus Mariota? If you're a top, he's projected to go what top five picks, mm-hmm. top ten picks at least, right? I mean, I'm just being conservative well, and saying right I, now top ten. You know what? Ohio State runs a very NFL type scheme, mm-hmm. and he really struggled against it. So yeah, it does concern me. I mean, I think he still will get drafted in the first round and probably in the top five or Possibly. so. It, I think but a lot of to do with his combine too. That scheme that they run too. I mean, you know, they're not going to be well. And I guess unless he got drafted by Philadelphia, which does not draft in the top five. They don't run, you know, that's the Chip Kelly offense. Hey, you know, now that you mention it, Philadelphia is looking for a quarterback for next <laughs> year. <laughs> Any chance Philadelphia just trades up? Um, I hadn't thought about it till just now, yeah. but I think that makes way too much sense. But any chance that, that, that Chip Kelly watched the game and is like, mm, yes, maybe he's not the guy. Yes. If I'm him, yes, 100%, I think there's a chance. That I would, I, I personally, I so would. Chip's like, oh, yeah, well, we would have picked him, but he was already gone, so. Yeah, maybe maybe they don't even trade up. They just see if no, he that's falls what I'm to him. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even mind that. But I think if you if you draft it, I'll say right now, if you draft Marcus Mariota in the top five, you have just made sure your coach gets fired and potentially your GM yourself as well. Okay, so. I, I think he is a he's like what happened with Geno Smith in New New York Jets is the exact same thing that will happen with any team that drafts Marcus Mariota in the top five and tries to run with him. He does not have it at the NFL level. I just don't see it. Okay, so you have a young man. Who has great character? Great character. Great, char- great, great character. Great, uh, great uh, career. Maybe a slightly built, pretty slightly built guy, and had some rough times in this one game against you know a couple times. Like he had a little tough time against Michigan State in the first half too, and then they got a little roll in the second half. So, mm-hmm. but my question is: so now you got Mariota and Jameis Winston. Oh, those are the boy. two clear names. If you are, if you are number one, number one, oh, I'll say. In the top five pick overall, any top five pick you have, Ray, okay, yes. take your pick, and you have to pick. You have to pick one of those two guys. Who do you take? Okay, here's the deal. If I have to take, if I'm in the top five pick, here would be my top five. Okay, uh, with Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one overall pick, Ohio State's left tackle. Uh, the number two pick, Ohio State's right tackle. No, number three pick, left guard. Four pick, right guard, and five pick center. Those are my top five picks because no. that offensive line was incredible. But who do you have? But if you have to take one of those guys, if, you, if your GM says, "Look, we have to take no. a quarterback," I say, "Who do you I take?" Say we need a we you need Melvin to. Gordon. Who are you taking? Ray? I, I wouldn't take either. But which like, one do we take first? She's so beats. I would take Jameis Winston first. Wow. If I had to, but he's a head case. He's a potential Manzel, a potential Jamarcus Russell, a potential problem in the head guy. And I don't think Marcus Mariota has the tools, even though he's a stand up guy. I mean, would you rather have potential Jamarcus Russell or potential Geno Smith? I would take potential Jamarcus Russell because the ceiling is higher. There you go. So this is Jameis Winston. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I, again, I don't like either. <laughs> Yeah, no, I understand. I'm just saying if you're forced to choose, I think I go with, you know, I think I go with the guy that's everyone says, you know, and I'm not an expert on this, but they say he does a great job reading defenses. He had a lot of picks this year and he seems a little braggadocious, but he also, you know, chose between Florida State and Stanford, which means that he got accepted to Stanford. So he's got smart. So it could be that he is a smart guy, even though he sounds kind of like a goober because he's from the deep south. I didn't even know that about the Stanford thing. So he's even smarter than I gave him credit for. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does a lot of dumb things. He does a lot of dumb... I think he's... I don't think he's dumb. I think he's immature. Okay. I could go with that. And you can get over being immature, yeah. but you have to be put in the right situation. And being yeah. drafted in the top five and getting millions of dollars in the door, unfortunately, can turn you into Jamarcus Russell. Now, do you think it, it depends... I mean, I, I think this always is the case, but do you think, especially for a guy like Jameis Winston, you there are certain teams that you don't want him to go to because he just like... Oh, Yeah. 
I mean, there's, the Raiders have a top pick. I don't know if he thrives with the Raiders. I mean, the, the problem is uh, I have a hard time seeing him thrive in a big market. I see a hard having a hard time thriving in a small market. If he goes to Jacksonville, which he won't because they have Blake Bortles now, but if he goes to one of those small teams, I can like see him Tennessee? not caring. Tennessee. Tennessee, I can see him just not caring and just like and just like taking the money and disappearing. But he's got to go to honestly, Jameis Winston, if he's going to be successful, has to go to a team with a very strong head coach, like mm-hmm. a Bill Belichick type yeah. that will rein him in and yeah. smack him down and not give up on him, but tell him like you got so many chances here, and if you don't follow the system like he needs a Mike Tomlin right mm-hmm. which I think Pittsburgh would be a great place for James or, Winston to go or a Belichick a Belichick because uh, Tom Brady's probably not too far on God, the would way. it surprise you if, if all of a sudden New England with Tom Brady being as old as he is trades up in the first round well, for Jameis Winston. I'd be shocked by that because they had Ryan Mallett, who was, by all accounts, going to look like a pretty decent like mm-hmm. heir apparent to Tom Brady, and they traded him away during the season for basically a bag of donuts because apparently they think they're going to get another three, four years out of Tom Brady. So I yeah. would be shocked if they take Jameis Winston and then sit him for three or four years because then his contract's going to be up too, and they'll mm-hmm. pay him a lot of money to literally do nothing. Yeah, so I just don't see that happening. But that's the kind of coach he probably needs. He needs that. Yes, uh, 100%. He needs a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. He needs somebody who's going to rein him in. I mean, well, maybe, could, maybe uh, could, you know what? Arizona. Hey, you know who could fall in love with him? Dallas. Jerry Jones. I don't see Tony it. Tony Romo's uh, almost 35, 35 now. 35, yep. Well, we'll talk We'll talk about Dallas in just a sec. There one more thought I want to have here. Scott Frost, your boy, mm-hmm. has been great as the offensive coordinator at Oregon. His tenure yeah. there did a terrible job against Ohio State. I, Defend your boy. I I can't because I have a hard time uh, separating, you know, what was bad play calling and what was just bad execution by Mariota. Yeah. You know, and the offense just being, I think, completely overmatched physically. They sure looked like it on both sides of the line. I mean, I think that's the deal with with Oregon's offense. They are going to, against inferior opponents that that aren't as athletic as them and that aren't as conditioned as them, they're going to roll them. Uh, against you know superior uh, athletes, which you have to say that you know Ohio State consistently has like a top, a top five recruiting top class. ten recruiting class yeah. minimum. Yep, uh, and 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 against uh, superior head coaching, you know, because uh, Urban Meyer is just better than Oregon's coach at this point. Okay, you'd have to say, yeah. Uh, well, the, here's the deal that I would say is that really high tempo offense. The problem is if you're playing against a punishing running attack like Ohio State was doing, mm-hmm. and you run those fourteen literal fourteen seconds in between plays yeah. and all that up now, if you go three and out, you've just put your already exhausted defense right back onto the oh, field sure. again within a literal sixty seconds. Yeah, and and you just turn around and be like, here you go, guys. It's literally been well, one minute, and you're preaching the choir, and then and that's to me is like one of the reasons one of the main reasons that I picked Ohio State because if you yeah if you run a bunch of plays in a row and you get the other team gassed that's great if you run you go three and out then all of a sudden you just gave your defense no rest there you go so let me ask one more question here can I turn my profile picture back yet go ahead dude oh thank god go ahead it's been killing me <laughs> it's been absolutely <laughs> killing me all right we'll be right back to talk a little bit of NFL after 3 seconds of Alicia Keys So the NFL playoffs are a thing. Mm-hmm. They have happened. I am still boycotting them, Brent. I'm still angry. As a, as a Detroit Lions fan, I am still bitter. I will not watch any more NFL games this season. I will not watch the Super Bowl. I did not watch them this past weekend. I will not watch them next weekend. I will say this. The conspiracy theorists out there that are like, whoa, Roger Goodell wants Dallas in the Super Bowl against Seattle. Well, that can't happen because they're both NFC. Get out of here, conspiracy guy. Okay, let me start over. Roger Goodell wants Dallas in the Super Bowl against New England. So it could be an America's team versus... The other America's team, the Patriots. Well, I could, I would argue more so that a conspiracy theorist has a much better uh, opportunity to say he just wanted Dallas to play in Green Bay, so you can have eight and zero on the road versus eight and zero at home, and it's a much more glitzy matchup than Carolina at Green Bay and Detroit at Seattle would have been. I guess you could make that pretty good argument. But some people are saying, "Oh, they want, they just want to make Dallas relevant again." Absolutely, they want Dallas to be relevant. Chris Christie, he ate pies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and eclairs and cakes and all kinds of Mrs. Butterworth uh, syrup. He just drinks it straight. 
I mean, he's not going to be happy if Dallas doesn't keep winning. He's a lifelong okay, so tell, Dallas fan. So tell me what happened in this game, Ray. You tell me. I'm aware of what happened in the games. I won't say I didn't pay attention. I just said I was not watching. I do not want their advertising. I do I not think want that. Dallas dominated a good part of the game. It sure looked which that way. Doesn't mean you're going to win the game necessarily. You know, teams can come back at the end. Even though you dominate three quarters, doesn't mean you're going to win. It's a four quarter game. You got to play hard. Play sixty, as the NFL would say. At play sixty, and but then at the end of the game, and it wasn't even at the end of the game. And I didn't make an. Ex- I didn't allow the excuse last week when you were talking about Detroit. So I won't allow it this week for Dallas. There was another one of those calls that. I just have been driving me nuts because I feel like they should be using more common sense and less, oh, we're going to run things and watch it on video eight times in super, super slow motion. And if that ball moves one iota, then we're going to overturn what we saw on the field and what it looks like to everyone at home. Well, that's fair enough. Well, you you know, you got your own terms for it. I have my own term for it. And mm-hmm. that term is sweet, sweet justice. To hear Dallas Cowboy fans after what happened last week, they must have seen with their own eyes the complete Montreal screw job. Brett the Hitman Hart thinks that this was an absolutely ridiculous uh, ref decision and takeaway. For those people who strutted around and puffed their chests out and be like, Cowboys, yeah, that's right, we're America's team. Cowboys, we earned that victory. For those exact same fans, based on the Detroit game, to come out after the Green Bay game and say, Ugh, we would have won if it wasn't for a ref's call, is so laughable. It's so outrageous and so lack of self-awareness that I just wanted to cry laughing, hearing their sour grapes at the end of the Green Bay game. I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is... Just like during when that rule was created, the complete the process, the, the mega Calvin tr- Johnson the Cal- rule. Yep. Just like everyone in the world thinks, and it should be correct, Calvin Johnson scored a touchdown there. Yes. That should have been a catch by Des Bryant. Absolutely. Right? Well, you know, you know what I think this is? It's just, I believe that what happened was like a time paradox. Something weird happened with the time stream, which caused Dallas to beat Detroit last week with the referee's decision. This is what happens when intrepid time travelers mm-hmm. go back in time and correct the time stream to take Dallas out of the playoffs. That's interesting theory. Karmic. Interesting theory. It's my belief. Okay. But yes, the Calvin Johnson rule, controversial. And it's happened a lot. It's happened a lot but to the Lions. But it seems like that was... It's that happening was, to everybody that now. That essentially was is specifically in the end zone, completing the process. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, even though the guy caught it and took three steps and some guy, you know, the ground hits... It used to be like after you took a couple steps... And you had secured the ball. The ground could not cause a fumble. Ground could not cause a fumble. Also, you had to make a what is called a football move. Yeah, and if I what constitutes a football move, Brent? To me, like him catching it and then running two steps and diving consists, you know, is a football move. I mean, it's just we're like over officiating this, and it's you know sometimes they call it the no fun league, and this is one of those things that makes it like that. It's like well, everyone in the world other than Detroit fans would say that was a catch. Yet according to their rule, because they're going to over officiate now. It's not a catch. I mean, let's keep it real. It probably was a catch. And that was and it's a, just my sour grapes saying no, that I'm glad that they called but it the way that, they did. But, you know, your bias aside, that was an amazing catch. Oh, and especially given the situation in the yeah. game, it was a fourth down play, down by five points. Now, whether you want to argue, which I would normally, uh, why are you throwing it 40 yards downfield? You have the best running back two. in the entire NFL this season. But then again, the guy made a guy made a play and it just kind of got taken away well, from did them. He? So, apparently he didn't yeah well because it wasn't a catch now that being said they could still have stopped green bay there they had their timeouts they could have stopped green bay and they didn't so again i'll go back to the statement um dallas fans a week ago said hey one bad referee call doesn't decide a game detroit yeah and to which i say hey dallas karma's a b dude yeah well and you <laughs> know what back. though i will say this last week jim caldwell came out and said this that play did not cost us the game Right. Well, he again took the high road. Sure. Yeah. And Jason Garrett also said that play didn't cost us the game. You know. So, but well, it but, goes it goes back to the kicker misses a kick at the end of the game. Well, if you're up by ten points, your kicker doesn't have yeah. to win the game for you. So but it's for, not all his fault. For you know, for fans watching, like it makes it just makes the game not as fun. When I was like, God, I feel like the wrong team. Green Bay probably. Who knows? Green Bay. All they had to do is come down and make a field goal, and they either tie or take the lead again. And given the fact that Green Bay, you know, was able to get those first downs at the end to put the game away, sure. who's to say they would not have been able to do that? Yeah, but then then you you if you're behind, you're a little bit nervous. Any kind of tip pass, you, you know, who but that, knows? As you like to say though, uh, 
I mean, whatever happened, happened. I yeah, mean, whatever you can happened, speculate happened. Speculate all day long, but that doesn't Absolutely. make it the truth. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, just because they ran out the clock doesn't mean they would have ran out the clock if they were behind. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's just a shame that we're, you know, what the worst part about it is, Ray, that it was a great game. You didn't watch it, but it was a yeah. great game. Just like last week, the Detroit. It was uh, a great game. Was a great game, and all we're talking about is the refs. Yeah. And that's not how it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, and that's the worst part about it. These guys made great plays. and Can, and can we say this all-star ref team, the guys don't work together, that it's one of the w- most ill-conceived ideas in the entire NFL? Why are these people allowed to have other jobs? I understand all of this, but shouldn't being an NFL ref just be your full-time job? Yeah. You might have side businesses and stuff, but you shouldn't have people that are like a school principal or a, a, a lawyer, like I think Ed Hockley is a lawyer, mm-hmm. or guys who run car dealerships. Like these guys, like only show up for football season. To me, they should be like it should be a constant thing where yes, they understand the rule book. It's uniform. They're all in shape. I yeah. mean, it, it should be a full time job. That, that if an NFL player screws up a play really, really bad, he th- he potentially gets cut. Right. Right. When a referee botches a call or a series of calls, like some of these terrible Jeff Triplett or Ed Hockley or all of these other guys who are just horrendous. There's no disciplinary action, and then they get promoted. They get to work playoff games. Yeah. It's just like, shouldn't it just be as competitive to be an NFL ref as it is to be an NFL player? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. The NFL loves that it's garbage. It doesn't care. It has all that little gray area. And and I, again, don't want to go down the path of saying the NFL is like the NBA, where the game is heavily slanted towards the superstars and one mm-hmm. player or another. This season is starting to change my mind a little bit, though. Right. These playoffs seem to be about... You know, look at the four teams that are left. Uh, four freaking, those are the four teams that the NFL has been promoting all year long. And the up-and-coming superstar Andrew Luck with the Colts being the fourth one. I would say that, you know, Denver gets promoted a lot, too. I mean, look, They do. Who's in more commercials right now than Peyton Manning? But over the next five years, who's going to be the more important NFL player, Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck? I understand. What's a better story? Peyton what, Manning right. getting one last chance at the Super Bowl? Or Andrew Luck getting his first one. I or, don't know. Or Andrew Luck climbing, the, climbing the throne. They're both great stories, I guess. So For sure. And I'm not trying to say, again, that the, that the NFL is trying to fix this or rig this. But it, it has the outward appearance that that could be happening. And as long as the appearance is there... Then it makes it not as fun to watch. That's 100% true. Yeah. So, But I, oh, at the end of the day, though, couldn't happen to a nicer player. Couldn't <laughs> happen to a nicer team. <laughs> Suck it, Jerry Jones. We talked about Peyton Manning there for a sec. Mm-hmm. Based on this last performance, does he need to hang it up right now? I know you're a Peyton Manning hater, and you have been for a long time, so I think I know your answer here. No, I'm not a Peyton Manning hater. You, you hate I, Peyton no, Manning. No, 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 no. Please. I am a Denver Broncos hater. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I did not... You know, and and Peyton Manning also, you know, he used to always beat the the Chiefs, like, I think twice. Oh, maybe it wasn't twice. Maybe it was just once with him. But he went into Arrowhead when the Chiefs had, like, the number one seed and beat them. So, of course, that. that makes me not like him. Yeah. I respect him as a player. Well, you have to. Peyton Manning earned everyone's respect ten times over in his career. But you know what? You know what I You know what I really, my overall thought of is, because, uh, you know, obviously we've all watched the games now, and Indy went into Denver and kind of took it to them. Took it to him. And Peyton looked terrible. They he, said now he had like a stra- like a, a torn quad or mm-hmm. something for that game. So he was even less yeah. mobile than usual. You know what I th- my, my biggest thought about the game was, though? What's that? One and done, you taste so good. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. One and done, you taste so, so good. good. <laughs> God dang it. Is that, is, that st- is that nationwide commercial where he's eating the chicken parm sandwich? One of the most depressing moments like of any commercial ever. He's just standing alone in his kitchen singing to his sandwich. Yeah, I don't get why. It really kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Like, does Peyton Manning have no friends? It's like, okay, if you haven't seen it because I just loaned it to you, but it'll remind you of watching the movie Birdman. Is that right? Keaton. It's just depressing. It's like, it's really? depressing. Yeah, I'll be watching that tonight. We'll maybe talk about that next week. Who knows? All right. But I think Peyton Manning has to hang it up right now. I think he he's, should. He's got maybe, he could come back one more I'm season. I'm wondering if I'm psychoanalyzing him, which was sure. what I like to do. Which is, 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 that's how it works. You psychoanalyze people you've never met from yeah. a distance based on what you see on TV. He has never, ever before even brought up the thought Mm-mm. of retiring. And then this time after the game, they asked him and he said he did not have an answer. He couldn't talk about that right now. So to me, that means he's now thinking he's thinking about, about it. it and he probably will. 
and it's a good time as any because they have a new head coach. John now. Fox is gone. By rumor, the John Fox is gone because he wanted to bring Peyton. Man- Either he wanted to bring him back or didn't want to bring him back, and mm-hmm. the GM disagreed. So because they didn't agree on that one point, they mutually parted ways. Which tells me we'll find out which one the GM, which side the GM was on, based on whether or not Peyton Manning comes back next year. Yeah, I don't even know if that's the case though, because Peyton's going to decide on his own. You know what I mean? Whether he may just decide if he retires, it may be his own. They're not going to tell him you're retiring. But if John Fox was to come to him and be like, Peyton, I want one more. Do it for me. Do it for the... He would come back, mm-hmm. I would think. If he had a lot of people pressuring him to come back for his last, his you know, his Brett Favre season. I just think, like, even though he had a pretty good season, a great season, but for, he, statistically... He failed at the end of the season, Towards though. the end of the season. I he mean, did not look good. It's clear that they had to, like, really had to run the ball, and he still had a hard time getting it down the field. And Thank yeah. goodness for C.J. Anderson for that team, because his arm looked shot. Yeah. He looked really... He looked Tebow-esque out and there at times. And it looked the same last year at this time. The same thing. But he's so, going to be 39, 40 years old next year. Is it something where Peyton's like, you know what? I just can't do it in the make it through the whole season anymore? I mean, it's it's almost it was kind of sad. Yeah. Just like though, that chicken parmesan sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know, remember what Tom Brady said about it? I'm going to play until I suck. Yeah. Well, Peyton, you kind of sucked well, right he there. He didn't suck. Well, the problem is it's he kind of sucks. a microcosm of his whole career. It's true. You know, regular That's season, great. Postseason, not great. So is it like the whole thing based on like, well, Peyton Manning's just not good in cold weather, and that's his whole career. What it what it boils down to? Yes. And now his arm is not strong enough. Even it's even less strong than it was before. Yeah, his, when it gets cold, he did his arm looks shot out there. Well, real quick, um, predictions for this last Final Four. Again, I will not be watching the games, but I can still make predictions. I watched enough of this season to know what's going mm-hmm. on. And I mean, I'll just put it out there. I think you're just going to agree with me. Maybe you won't. I believe it will be the two one seeds. I believe that the New England Patriots will be will beat the Colts for Scherzies, mm-hmm. and then Seahawks will defeat the Packers. Is that what you got as well? I agree. And then I think Seattle wins the Super Bowl. Also, I think it's a very very good and close Super Bowl. I could see either team coming out. If you pick Seattle in the Super Bowl, I will go ahead and just pick New England. I think Seattle is going to kick their ass in the Super Bowl. Wow. I think I think it's going to be Ohio State esque. Bella cheat. Has not done good in the Super Bowl since he got caught cheating. It's true. He hasn't won one since uh, since uh, Camergate or whatever That's that was right. called. I, I I just think Seattle's... They're playing on another level right now. right now, yeah. We saw what happened in uh, week one when Green Bay went to Seattle the first time. Look, if you think that Seattle won't be able to get pressure on, on Tom Brady, then I guess you could make an argument for New England. Well, I guess you could also argue. I mean, I did pick Seattle to win the Super Bowl this year. So maybe I just kind of stick with that as well. Yeah. And you picked um, Detroit to win the Super Bowl. Well... <laughs> If you remember correctly, Ray, I didn't even pick Detroit to make the playoffs. And then you just did as not. a troll move, I said, and Detroit will still win the Super Bowl. I'm going to hold you to it. But uh, I did pick. So we'll see. I, if Seattle we wins, I win. Seattle. If Detroit wins, you win. I think that's a fair bet. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but we both kind of picked Seattle to go all the way back, even though that never happens. Nope. Uh, uh, I mean, usually not, the team not, that wins the Super Bowl doesn't even make the playoffs half the time. Yeah. But here they are. I mean, that's just they were too young and... and you know, had too, too many guys coming back. And they started the season kind of slow, too. They didn't look great yeah. the first four or five games, and then all of a sudden, just yep. took off. Well, there it is, folks. We believe it will be the one seeds. We, I think we went chalk. You know, the mobility of, of Russell Wilson and his playmaking while he's being mobile. Yep. Uh, because if both teams get pressure on the quarterback, you know, then it, advantage Seattle because Russell Wilson can run around and make crazy plays. And Aaron Rodgers is hobbled right now. Yeah. And, and on the other side of the coin, um, I just think that the Colts' defense is not strong enough to hold back the Gronk attack. And then I think the Patriots could very well hang 42 points on the Colts and win one of those 42-20 to 20 type games. If I have to pick one of the teams that's going to get an upset in those two games, I think just Andrew Luck, you never can you sure. know, Ravens take almost went from, in and did it. Yeah, yeah they did. So, it, you know, I'm not saying the Colts can't do it. I think probably New England will win at home. There you go. But if one of the two teams gets upset, it'll be New England. I think if there was an upset, it'll be Green Bay. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of... John Lennon. Come, it's gonna get you Gonna knock you right on the head So what do you make of, before we wrap up the show, what do you make of this Kevin Garnett v. Dwight Howard incident? We'll just call it an incident. The he- say So, yeah. So what happens is they're kind of scuffling after a play, and then... Garnett bounces the ball off of Dwight Howard's, like, back of his shoulders. And then kind of headbutts him in the cheek. But he doesn't just headbutt him. He he headbutts him from like like the one inch punch. He headbutts yeah. him from like right. one inch away, and then immediately like bounces backwards like like he's going to fight. And then he takes the widest angle you possibly could 
Magellan thinks that the he took a wider yeah. than the Panama Canal would have given. And then after he, after it's all broken up, he's like, oh, oh, I wish. Oh, I wish. I was going to find that guy. And then a point guard, a little tiny point guard. I didn't see which one it was. Kind of stands in the way. Kevin Garnett puts his arm around the point guard and lifts him, the point guard up in the air as, as if to say, oh, it stopped. Oh, but if this guy's in my way that I just grabbed. That could have been you, up. Dwight Howard. Oh, this guy stopped. Hey, this look, tiny point guard. Uh, between the two fake tough guys, at least Dwight <laughs> Howard didn't pretend like he was tough. You know what I mean? Right. Kevin Garnett acts so hard, and he's he's potentially as big a B as Carmelo Anthony is. At least, yeah, Dwight Howard. Nothing is worse than when Carmelo did that punch, when, punch, and then ran when away. When he slapped him and then literally ran backwards. Yeah. All the, he pulled a Bo Jackson and ran right down the tunnel backwards. Yeah, don't don't compare That's, Carmelo to Bo I Jackson. think there's a decent Ever. comparison to be made here. Ever. Between the two incidents. Kevin well, Garnett, between the incidents, but not the two people. Just don't no. put them in the same. Kevin Garnett you know. talks way more smack. Bo Jackson's a winner. Okay, Bo Jackson's a winner. Bo Jackson is amazing on Tecmo Bowl. Bo Jackson. How is Carmelo Anthony on Tecmo Bowl? Terrible. Zero. You know. You know what. You know what Bo Jackson deserves. Wings. wings. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> only winners get wings. Hey, what do you think about the commercial with all the Heisman winners, including Bo Jackson? Um, that's a fantastic commercial yeah. because Charles Woodson owns that entire commercial where he's just like rocking all the guy. He rocks the old timey guy, and they're just like, "Hey, Charles, it's two hand." It's two hands. Wait, I don't even know what commercial you're talking about. Okay, this is one, they made a series of them apparently, okay. and there's one with Charles Woodson where they're all putting on their helmets, and Bo Jackson's there. He puts on his helmet. Uh, Johnny Manziel shows up. He puts on his helmet, right? And then Charles Woodson is the last one, and he's all just like solemn and angry, and he puts on the winged Michigan helmet, and all. Uh, uh, and then they just show like passes happening, and he's just smoking guys, and he's knocking people over. He's like hard tackling people, yeah. and finally, like, dude, what's with Charles? And they just go, Charles, it's supposed to be two hands, and Charles Woodson just looks right at the camera. And goes, I was using two hands, and then he like drops the sticks and wa- and the commercial's over. It's fan flipping tastic. I love that. that commercial. Sounds great. I'll have to watch it. I'm talking about the one where it is uh, Doug Flutie and Herschel Walker. Oh, where they're sitting on the couch. Yeah, and uh, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, and Joe Montana, and Joe Montana, and they are like doing their Heisman pose, and then <laughs> and then Joe Montana <laughs> says, uh, "It's impressive. That's impressive because he didn't win the Heisman." Five rings. Five rings. But I only remember Joe Montana winning four rings. So what's the fifth one? Is that a college ring? Oh, okay. His his other ring was a national championship ring. For okay, it was a Notre Dame championship. That's what I figured. It was a college ring. But that makes sense because he doesn't. He did not win the Heisman. And the other three are like, hey, do your Heisman pose. Oh, you can't, can you? And he pulls out the five rings. Oh. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's what about commercial. the other one when he, he draws a picture of, of Flutie and he looks like the... <laughs> All right, that's great. Yeah. That is a great commercial. Did you hand draw that? Was it a leprechaun? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Gosh, some great commercials. Or Herschel right Walker yeah. makes Doug Flutie go get him. Yeah. Go exactly. get him some wings or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I should go do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is the deal with Joe Montana? Now, has he had a lot of concussions? Because it seems like uh, that those commercials and then now the Papa John's commercials mm-hmm. with Peyton Manning, where he's just standing there eating pizza, like it, unaware of the world around him in some weird, like, uh, like, uh, uh, I don't think he did. I mean, Cause I think I, he's older. My question is, why is he being typecast as crazy, creepy, old, brain-dead guy in these commercials now? Did you hand-draw the picture of that leprechaun? Dude, he's just standing here eating pizza in our kitchen and doesn't seem to be aware of our presence. It's just weird is all I'm saying. I got a lot of respect for Joe Montana, and it seems like he's becoming a parody of something really bad. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure, dude. Um, I don't know. I don't see them the exact same way you do, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But um, What about the other, the easy, what were they, like the Joe Montana easy fit shoes or whatever he was wearing? It's just weird. <laughs> I guess Joe Montana, I don't know if he's going through a divorce I mean, he's older he, than those guys. It seems you know? like he needs money right now because all of a sudden Joe Montana is doing a ton of commercials or he did not do that t- many commercials since he had retired. Yeah, could be. Could be. Something like that. Well, in any case, any lessons you want to say? No. Not really. I guess anyway, t- fake tough guy, Kevin Garnett. Yes. Real crazy guy, Joe Montana. That's right. <laughs> the re- who would win in a fight, Joe Montana or Kevin Garnett? Kevin Garnett. No, the answer is it would never take place because Kevin Garnett would be screwed. Oh, that's rude. He'd be like, oh. Oh, oh, my oh, hamstring. If you didn't have them five rings, oh. 
Oh, he's oh. wearing rings. I can't. Oh, yeah. In any case, it's time to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a five-star review, Raisin Brent Podcast. You can, of course, just search Raisin Brent. You can check us out on Stitcher Radio. Uh, go to Stitcher.com or get the Stitcher app for your phone and just hook it up. Um, Raisin Brent Podcast. Just search that or Raise N Brent or Ray Brent Podcast. Any of that stuff should bring up our show and subscribe, listen, put us on your playlist. We appreciate it. It actually does help us, everybody. If you're going, if you're living in Los Angeles or some big city... It's perfect for the commute. I listen to the Raisin Brent show even though I'm on it. But that's because I'm arrogant. <laughs> Maybe I should have admitted that out loud. In any case, thank you guys so much for listening. We got a lot of people we gotta thank for today's show, of course. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Gotta thank the train wrecks. They're great. We gotta thank Jordan Monsell. Jordan Monsell back from Northern California. I just saw him today. Jordan Monsell. Back from Northern California. I saw him today. I purchased a well, my I purchased a Daryl Dixon. Daryl Dixon from The Walking Daryl Dead. Daryl Dixon silhouette today. You know we're a fan. That's right, yeah. Love that, some Daryl Dixon. Yep. So, but okay, well, we got to thank Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook if you're looking to buy some art. It's a beautiful yeah, man. do it. And uh, as well, David Noel for producing the show. Thank you so much, David, for being a part of all this. Dino. Dean, is that what we're calling him now? Yeah, Dino, the dinosaur Dino. from the Flintstones? Dino, like Dino. Dino! I've, I've known David for virtually my entire life, and what I've up, never Dino? once thought to call him Dino. Well... That's that's you know what is that your you thing? know how they have the internet meme generator yeah I'm like the the you know real life nickname generator I thought you were the real life YouTube comment come to life it could be also. just saying yeah. in any case all those people we got to thank uh, so anybody you want to thank Brent uh, Matt Stafford okay why would you want to thank I don't I, understand I guess maybe I misspoke it's not so much a thank you as a correction correction yeah it's because you were saying that matt stafford was saying oh this is unbelievable like on the call in that game yeah the home this cooking is call. unbelievable unbelievable home cooking yeah yeah well if you zoom out which i saw on one of the broadcasts you zoom out you see matt stafford like staring at a big jimmy john's uh billboard which was right next to also a, a billboard of hometown buffet would you stop it are you kidding me right now which was next to a that's unbelievable that's yeah. unbelievable. Oh, it is. That's unbelievable. They have so much food at the t- hometown buffet. I agree. Yeah. It is unbelievable. You know who you used to hang out with? Matt Stafford. You guys both believe that the hometown buffet is unbelievable. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me you always get what you wanted And then you run and you flaunt it And I've got something to Come on, Dufresne, you can do it mm. Sounds like Sling Blade Mm-hmm <laughs> I like, I like with some potted meat. I miss some French fry Mustard's good on them to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it outside. It was too big. I mean, to be fair, though, Dufresne's been very good um, so far. Yeah. When he isn't... I cut him up with a sling blade. Some call it a Kaiser blade. But I call it a sling blade.